everyone. Welcome to Total Sports Talk. I'm Anthony. I'm Eric. And we are going to do another podcast today on the games. As you guys know, been a fan of football since 1984, been a coach for 15 years, been a player for 10, been involved in the games pretty much since I was five years old. Eric's been a fan of the game since 85, um, hence he's a Bears fan. But go ahead, E. Tell me a little bit about you. Yeah, um, baseball's my number one. Uh, I never played football, but um, I actually found out today that uh, one of the guys that I work with went to the 1985 Divisional Championship game with the Big Whiff. Wow. The Big Whiff, huh? All right. Big Whiff. Big Whiff, indeed. All right. So the games we covered last week, uh, Rams Cardinals obviously I called a blowout or at least a big win you thought it would be closer um, Bears uh, you called a victory we both did I think the game was a little bit closer than maybe we had anticipated um, yeah yeah that was that was a very strange game especially after the uh, the first series by each team it was like uh, David Blau what first first pass first NFL pass 75 yard touchdown what like where's the defense yeah and then, what were the other two games that we covered? Uh, Houston and New England. And? Uh, I'm getting there. Houston, New England. All right. Uh, let's see. Our choices were uh, Tennessee Indy. Yeah. Oh, San Francisco-Baltimore. There we go. There it is. San Francisco-Baltimore. All right. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, I'll cover San Francisco-Baltimore. Um, I thought that was going to be a good game. Uh, it was a good game. Even matchup, possible Super Bowl preview. Um, I don't know if it was Lamar Jackson being unstoppable or the 49ers just trying to pressure... Uh, Lamar Jackson in a different way, but however you want to look at it, Lamar looked great, had a great day rushing, had another good day passing, and, uh, you know, this this offense is going to be hard to stop in 2019. I'll be curious to see what it looks like in 2020, but it's going to be hard to stop this year. Yeah, um, I mean, Lamar, he was raining the whole time, so take out of it what you will, but... Lamar had over 100 yards rushing, had over 100 yards passing, uh, a score on the ground, a score through the air. Uh, but San Francisco did it pretty close. And what did Baltimore have to do? But milk the clock at the end, and they did a Tucker, Mr. Automatic, um, in a field goal winning. So a lot closer than I thought. I'd love to see that game being played um, uh, out, of, out of the elements. Like, I want to see track star Lamar go. I want to see, see Pablo throw. I want to see, I want to see the... Uh, I disagree. I... Of, See, I disagree. This was the perfect element for this game. These two teams are so similar in their old-school style football. The Ravens run an old-school style football with a new style offense. The Niners are old-school smash-mouth football. The, the elements were perfect for this game. And well, I'm saying, I'm saying if I see a rematch, <laughs> um, yeah. I want to see it on a, a good playable-playing surface. I want to see it... Um, I'd actually prefer, like, whether or not being a factor. I'm not saying typically in a dome, but, like, you know, if it was 
Okay, so the next time they would face each other, we always said we would do the Super Bowl. So, this is the last Super Bowl. The last couple Super Bowls in Miami where it rained. Um, but yeah, I'd love to see it where, where there's no precipitation coming down. It's, you know, balmy 55, 60 degrees and see what these guys can really do. Do I think San Francisco's got the better defense? Absolutely. I mean, when you have Bosa back there uh, running at the quarterback, doesn't matter who it is, uh, they're a lot better than Baltimore's defense. But Baltimore just had a better offense on the day. Yeah, they did. They did. It was a, it was a fun game to watch. If you guys watched it, you were treated to a real special football game. Um, <clears throat> Bronco or Patriots, Texans, um, New England. I, do, do you believe in New England this year, or am I rightfully skeptical of this of this team doing any damage home or away against a quality opponent? You know, I will I will answer it like this. Defensive coordinator Romeo Cornell had a great game plan, defensive game plan against the Patriots. I won't take that away. Listen, the Patriots came on the last the last half of the fourth quarter. Um, I turned when I turned it off. Actually, I was like, okay, you know, Houston's going to run away with this. Uh, when I turned it off, uh, Houston uh, was up like twenty eight to ten. Uh, twenty eight to nine. They were twenty eight to nine, and James White just scored a touchdown. I was like, okay. I went upstairs. I actually was doing some things, and then um, I turned it back. I turned it back on my phone. And I was like, oh crap! Like New England kind of made it a game. Yeah. And um, I mean, it was a little too, little too late. But they had a great game plan against Brady and the Patriots uh, uh, offense. They didn't want to get much on the ground except for James White, who had a spectacular game. Um, Brady was frustrated the majority of the time. The Texans brought pressure when they needed to. Um, that's what you have to do to beat New England. Now, is New England kind of reeling, walking with their tail between their legs? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, they got they got beat down, they got worked over, and you know they they know what it's like now to be you know in a race in the AFC. So now Baltimore holds the number one seed, which is going to be crazy. They come, you know, Baltimore doesn't have the easiest schedule coming up, but um, but it's going to be it's going to be a really smash mouth coming up here in the next couple of weeks to determine who gets home field throughout the playoffs. So, you know, if New England's going to go on the road, listen, we've seen New England go on the road. We've seen them go to Kansas City. We've seen them beat Kansas City. Yes, it's not it's not uh, last year's um, two completely different teams. No block this year. We understand that. Um, but you know, New England's facing adversity. Okay, that's plain and simple. I have to say. I, I think whoever makes the playoffs in the AFC has a chance to win the Super Bowl. I mean, this I think both, all the teams in the AFC have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Whoever gets the playoffs, I do too. I think Baltimore, and that includes, and that includes Buffalo. I, I agree. I think Baltimore is a beatable team, home or away. Uh, if Lamar has a bad day, there's not much around him that can save the day. Um, you know, you can game plan for that. New England looks very beatable. Kansas City is very beatable. Oakland, if they make it. Pittsburgh, forget it. They're one and done. Buffalo is beatable. I, I don't think the AFC is strong, which is perfect for New England to make a run to the Super Bowl again because the AFC is so pathetically, well, I don't want to say pathetically weak, but vulnerable, pathetically vulnerable. But I think the same can be said on the NFC side. I think the sixth seed could win the Super Bowl this year. You know, I was talking to LT about the Rams, you know, if they make the playoffs, you know, do you still think they're going to be one and done? And, you know, my initial reaction was, yeah, well, 
I mean, if we play Dallas, if we play Green Bay, yeah, Dallas even makes it. I don't know. It really doesn't matter who. Uh, right. Whoever comes out of the AFC East, Green Bay is garbage. We already know that. What about New Orleans? Well, the Rams beat the piss out of New Orleans already. And then San Francisco and Seattle, they play every year, twice a year. They're not going to be afraid of those teams. So, I, I hate to say it, but I don't know. I mean, if the Rams get hot and they make a run, everyone in the NFC is beatable. Well, you can't play the Cardinals 16 games. You can't, but at the same time, we lost to Seattle. They didn't beat us. We missed a field goal. You know, we didn't have this offensive line against San Fran. That's why the Week 15 game or Week 16 game for me is such a big game to see what how this line matches up against this 49er defense. But we'll get to that later. Bears, Lions. By the way, hold, hold on. By the way, all you podcast listeners, just want to put you on notice. If you watch that Sunday night game, why I was clamoring two years ago for Deshaun Watson. Yeah. Yeah, perfect example. Um, you know, as far as the Bears-Lions game goes, it was a typical, you know, I was trying to figure out why are the Bears playing Detroit two years in a row on Thanksgiving? Then I found out the Bears and Lions played the first ever Thanksgiving Day game in NFL history. And in the hundred year, and in the, and in the NFL's hundred year anniversary, you want to make sure that those two teams play each other again on Thanksgiving. And it was the first Thanksgiving game. So, and, and the Bears eliminated the Lions postseason convention. So uh, we have that going for us. Yeah. So, you know, Bears are 6-6, six and six, but I think we all agree 10-6 and six ain't getting in this year. So, Well, you know, all depends on, you know, Detroit surprised in Minnesota. The Bears beat the Cowboys there, you know, the one game back. But, yeah, like, it, it was interesting. The Bears came out like gangbusters in the opening series. Went up and all that. Oh, well, this is a completely different Bears team that I've seen. Yeah, but the Rams won that game 34-28, so it doesn't really matter. Anyway, look, 
Here's here's what I'm, I'm taking. I'm just saying the last. I'm just saying Trubisky has the last two, but the, the time before that was Kramer in '95, which is a crazy, crazy step away. Because I mean, Cutler had some good games. For the That's a long time ago. Uh, there, yeah. There's a right. It's a long time ago. There were there was a game in Pittsburgh where he lit up the lit up the Steelers defense, but he didn't have he didn't have those stats. Yeah. And uh, so you know. It's, I, 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 it's against a line they're a bad team but you gotta beat the bad teams and sometimes beating the bad teams give you confidence just that's Jared Goff well I, I was just gonna say so it's a perfect segue the reason I'm optimistic with this Ram game and I talked about throwing the Raven game out the window and I talked about looking at how they played as an offensive line unit the week before now I'm spacing on who they played who was it who did they play before they, well, they play the Bears, they play the Bears, the Bears. The that's right so they played the Bears, and they look good against a really good defense. And then, you know, Arizona. I said that Chicago, Arizona, Seattle, those are going to be true benchmarks to see where this line is at if it's really improved. And San Francisco, and Dallas for that matter. Look, you beat the bad teams, that's what you're supposed to do. But the really good teams, the playoff teams, they beat the bad teams by a lot. And the Rams blew out the Cardinals. And there were a lot of people, yourself included, that thought this game was going to be close. 10 points isn't a blowout, in my opinion. 14 points isn't a blowout, although you're closely reaching that number. Um, you get to three scores or more, then you can kind of rest assured it's a blowout. But two scores, that's a touchdown and onside a kick away from being a tie if you score again. But, you know, I was picking them to win by 10. You were picking them to win by one, and they just blew the doors off of Arizona by 27 in Arizona. And another interesting thing is, Sean McVay's never lost to the Arizona Cardinals. And in the last two games in Arizona, he scored 34 points. So he put 33 on Arizona in, in London, put 34 on them last year in Arizona. Um, and then this year he put 34 on them. So he's, he's definitely got the Cardinals number. He knows how to coach against that team. And we'll see if that trend continues because a, a very close rivalry um, has really turned lopsidedly in favor of the Rams. But I was impressed with Jared Goff. I was impressed with um, uh, Taylor Rapp. I was impressed with, you know, the offensive line. This team is coming together, and they're starting to get hot at the right time. And maybe that Raven game was the punch of the mouth, the bloody of the lip that we talked about that maybe they needed. Because you can't come out and beat the Cardinals, you know, 20-17. to 17 Or... 13 to 10. They needed to come out and have a statement win, and that's what this was. Now, next week, this week, Sunday night at home against Seattle, this will be a tough contest, but a winnable one. So we'll see where the Rams measure up, but I was very pleased with this performance. Yeah, I mean, Goff had himself all day to throw 424 yards. He usually led the uh, NFL in passing uh, for yardage uh, this past week. Um, you know, what I said in the last podcast, I basically called out having uh, Gerald Everett having a great game. Well, Gerald, uh, Gerald Everett was out for the game, and which kind of threw my little prediction off. But instead, Larry Higby comes in and says, Tyler. you know what, I'm going to, Tyler Higby, I'm going to come in, and I'm going to catch those passes, and I'm going to go over 100 yards and a score. And I think I, I, I predicted Everett to have like two touchdowns. So... Close in that regards, wrong guy. But if we if we had done another podcast, I'd be like, okay, Everett out, so let's bring this over to Higby. Yeah. Um, I just I just knew like what you what you're able to do against the Cardinals. Um, 
you know, they have good players on their defense. I mean, Baker's a good a good secondary uh, player. Uh, Chandler Jones is uh, a stud uh, in in there, and then I believe it's uh, Jordan Hicks who leads the NFL like by miles of tackles. And like they just, I don't know, they they have souls. The other eight eight players on defense. So that's one that's one place I know they're going to be looking. But they also need to shore up that offensive line. It seemed like Kyler Murray really had no time. Um, I know he he was. Uh, targeting Larry Fitzgerald quite a bit. I know he got picked off uh, once uh, when he was targeting Fitzgerald and, and the Rams made him pay for it. Yep. So, you know, they basically took Christian Kirk out. Well, I won't even go in there. and Ramsey pretty much took Christian yep. Kirk out. So it was, all right, which running back is going to run or try to run? And then which which wide receiver is going to get his? And, and it was Larry who was getting, uh, you know, his catches and yards. And But, you know, the, the Cardinals really couldn't do much on offense. The Rams made a statement. But again, you got to beat the bad teams. And yes, while it's a good win, you see in in, uh, in uh, solid playoff contention and one game behind Minnesota. Um, you know, I'm still worried a little bit about the Rams. I, I think that they should have still given the rock a ton more to Gurley. Um, and he said, you know, Gurley, Gurley enjoyed what he was doing. It seemed like for the first time since last year, yeah. he enjoyed running on the Cardinals. And, um, you know, they, they need to get him in that mindset more and keep him involved more. And I think maybe they finally knows that. I'm like, man, if it took you really 13 weeks to figure that out, like, you know, you don't have much time left. Well, I, I think I think some of that was he genuinely wanted to save him for a postseason run, but realized after the Raven game, there's no more games left. And there will be no postseason run if they lose one more game. So, you know... It almost seemed like the Chicago game, he was all in on that, and then he was just so far behind Baltimore and knew he couldn't match him, and he was kind of in over his head. I don't know. Like I said, that Raven game, we got our mouths bloodied pretty good, and, and credit Baltimore. And if we ever play them in the, in the Super Bowl, if we do get to the Super Bowl, that's going to be a matchup that everyone's going to be picking Baltimore and rightfully so. I don't know that it would be the same result um, score-wise, but I don't know. I can't necessarily say that it wouldn't be the same result, you know, outcome-wise. So... We'll have to wait and see, but the Rams got to make the playoffs before they can even talk about a postseason run. And do I realistically think the Rams are going to the Super Bowl? No, but you know, you got to get to the dance, and then anything can happen. So let's talk about two games in particular. Your Bears play Thursday night. I want to talk about the Rams Sunday night game. I really don't care about any other games right now this week. If you're okay with that, we'll just hit those two games. Uh, yeah, but I want to do. I, I do want to bring up something about the Monday night game that I find very, very interesting. Okay, so the Monday night game is the Monday night game is a snoozer. Just so everybody knows, it's uh, Giants and Eagles. The reason why, there's a reason why I'm bringing it up. So all right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll kind of we'll, we'll hit that one uh, second or last rather. Um, let's go ahead and cover the um, the Bears and, and, and Cowboys. Look. This is this is two bad football teams. And when I say bad, I don't mean bad like they're six and ten four and 12 teams, but bad in the sense that they, they don't know how to close games or play games for four quarters. And I don't know. It, it, I, I could see Dallas getting a lead and then blowing it. And then Chicago, not able to finish at the end. This is a really tough game for me to pick two, six and six football teams. Dallas doesn't want to win the division. Chicago doesn't know if it wants to be good or bad this year. This is really an enigma for me. What are you going with? E? Well, look, the funny thing is, is that Dallas is going to try to set up the pass, set up the run. Or, 
Yeah, they're gonna they're they're they're, they're gonna want to come up passing this after run. Um, a big key guy out for the uh, out for Bears is Prince Lukamora, so he's not gonna be uh, either him or Flores is not gonna be on on uh, Cooper, and, and the Bears typically don't shadow. So if they put Cooper on the side that Fuller is in, and he goes up against Kevin Tolliver, I mean it, it's gonna be an Amari Cooper show. If they do, if they do uh, uh, finally do shadow cover with um, with. Uh, Kyle Fuller, and they roll over some um, some help to his side. You know, I could see Gallup maybe getting loose for for a big game or two, uh, but I also think the Bears really got to keep their eye on, on the running back on their backfield, and we all know Zeke's a good uh, good all around running back. So they also have a lot of weapons. The problem is is um, we saw them get worked over on Thanksgiving by Buffalo, and that's what the Bears have to do. They got to come out, they have to play flawless offensive football to win the game. The uh, the Cowboys haven't had a takeaway in, in three games, and you know as much as I want that to continue, it's gonna it's gonna be tough against a very opportunistic Dallas defense. Listen, there's gonna be no Wade and Vanderesh, so that helps. But Jalen Smith is a beast in the middle, yeah. and you know when you have um, a more composed quarterback in Dak Prescott than you do in Mitchell Trubisky. Uh, I can see, you know, Trubisky getting some happy feet and then some of the bad uh, juju coming back uh, that he experienced earlier in the season. Um, I think it's going to be a close game. Uh, as much as I want to pick the Bears, um, I just think all around Dallas is better. Um, they have a better offensive line. They have better receivers. They got the better quarterback. They have the better running back. Defense, they're pretty much on par. I think I think Trubisky can throw on, on, the, on the Dallas defense. Um, I'd like to see Montgomery run on the Dallas defense, but again, it's Bears offensive line that's giving them trouble to, to open up a little. So uh, I like Dallas in a close game here, 27-24. Ooh, we are close. Um, look, I think ultimately for me, Dallas, they just have more players. They have a better quarterback. I think their defense is a little more composed. Um to stop a, a bad, I mean, if the Bears are playing a mediocre quarterback, one thing, but they're playing a really good quarterback. So my opinion is, I don't want to say really good, but he, they're not playing a bad quarterback. So the bottom line is, I'm going to go with the with the Cowboys. I think that Ezekiel Elliott and company are going to have a big day, um, multi-purpose wise, and I think the Cowboys are going to walk out of there with a 24 to um, 17 win or 24 to 14 win. I think it'll be close and Dallas will pull away. And that's kind of the way I see that shaping up. So that's just my opinion. But I think the Bears, if they can find some running room with Montgomery, if they can do some damage in the running game, I think they have an outside chance at doing some pretty good damage. All right, Eric, let's go ahead and cover the, um, let's go ahead and cover the, uh, the Rams and the, um, and the, and the Seahawks coming up. Give me one minute. All right. Okay. So the, the Rams and Seahawks. So I want to make a few things clear here. Eric, week, well, I don't even remember, week six, week five, whenever the Rams played Seattle, did I pick the Seahawks or did I pick the Rams? Uh, you picked the Seahawks, so I picked the Rams. That's right. And last year when the Rams played Seattle in Seattle, did I pick the Rams to blow them out? I don't remember. I did. And the year before that, did I pick the Rams to beat Seattle in Seattle after losing to the Seahawks at home? Uh, uh, yes. 
Yes, I did. And did I pick Seattle to beat the Rams in L.A. that year? Probably. I did. So I've been pretty much dead on with the Rams-Seahawks games the last three years. Since McVay's been in L.A. So, so, so you're saying you're picking the Seahawks for that? Um, I've accurately picked the Rams-Seahawks game for the last, what, two, four, five matchups. So I'm going to try and go six for six. Look, nobody has Russell Wilson's number more than the Rams defense. Everybody can attest to this. Joe Montana could not figure out the Giants and beat them with any kind of confidence over the course of his career. New York always gave him a hard time. Um, you know, the John Elway struggled to figure out the Raiders through most of his career. Um, Terry Bradshaw struggled immensely with the Cincinnati Bengals, believe it or not, throughout the course of his career. Roger Staubach always struggled against the against um, the 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 um, Minnesota Vikings. Um, Russell Wilson struggles with the Rams. It's just the way it is, and and it's been that way even when the Rams were bad. The Rams' offensive line is a much better offensive line than it was when these two teams first met. These guys have no idea how good this offensive line is. And the best part is I don't think the Rams know how good their offensive line can be. Jalen Ramsey is going to be able to lock down their best receiver, forcing Russell Wilson to go to his other targets. The Rams' run defense has been dramatically improved since the appearance of Jalen Ramsey. Jared Goff knows how to find lanes against that defense. Todd Gurley, I think, is going to find some running lanes. I think the Rams are going to win this game, and I think it's going to be a little surprising because I don't think it's going to be a blowout, but I do think the Rams are going to win this thing 30-20. to 20. And I think people are going to be like, oh, I see you. I think it's going to be 27-17. to 17. I think the Rams are going to kick a field goal late, early in the fourth quarter you know, to make it 30 to 13. I think Seattle's going to score a touchdown, stop the Rams, get the ball back. And Russell Wilson is going to be making in a game before the Rams defense steps up and seals the deal. This game could be a one point, a three point game. It could be an overtime game. It could come down to another zero line field goal, but I just think the Rams right now feel like they've got something to prove. I think Seattle thinks they've got control of this division again with their 10 and two record and I don't think anybody's taking the Rams seriously. And, and yes, I'm saying that. I understand the Rams won the NFC last year, but nobody believed that they were an actual NFC champion last year, and no one's taking this team seriously this year, even after their 3-0 start. And considering how close the game was in Seattle, I think the Rams are going to have some opportunities here to, to get some extension here. But, I, you know, I say 30-13 to 13 and then the Seahawks score. That's not what I meant. Let me rephrase that. I think it's going to be a back and forth game and it's going to be like 23, 20 or I'm sorry, 27, 20. And the Rams will get a field goal early in the fourth quarter to get that separation. I don't believe this game is going to have a lot of separation until the end. And I think the Rams just have enough talent on defense and talent on offense that they can, they can take out the, the Seahawks and get them the 10 and three and improve their record to eight and four as they get ready for Dallas next week. Well, we have uh, very similar scores in this game. And I just want to throw some stuff out. 
Eagles 10-2. They're tied with the 49ers record-wise, but they're on top of the division because they beat the 49ers. Um, Seattle is 6-0 on the road. They're 3-0 in the division. Um, Seattle is also 9-1 in one-score games, which is astoundingly difficult to do and to continue to maintain success. But sometimes when you're going the right way, those games, you seem to just pull them out. Next year could be different. The next game could be completely different. Russell Wilson is playing at a level rarely seen. Um, I mean, we've seen Drew Brees do it. We've seen the greats do it. Russell Wilson is, is ascending himself toward that territory. Now, he's had, you know, basically Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf to throw to all season. You know, he misses Will Disley. That's not a secret. Um, they go out and they go claim Josh Gordon, who's added a semi-different element to their offense who they can throw to on third down, and he gets such great positioning that you wonder, hey, couldn't the Patriots just still use this guy? Yeah. But okay, hey, you know if the Patriots really don't want him and they want to, they want to trot out uh, Edelman and Sanu and Philip Dorsett and Jacoby Myers and Nikhil Harry, hey, let them do it. Um, Seattle's game, um, and then they found a new tight end in Jacob Hollister, and they're running the ball very consistently with Chris Carson and Elijah Penny, which Penny has come out and he is like ready to be like, you need a darn ball to Chris Carson in the rear. Hmm. A little bit of a technical difficulty. Hi, you can reach Eric Lickie's voicemail. I am unable to... Sorry, guys. We're going to try this again. This is the difference of having live... And over the phone. So Eric was talking about the running game. I think he was probably going to be picking the Seahawks, but let's try this one more time. Sorry for the long delay. So, calling him right now. Here we go. Here we go. Now we got him. A little bit of technical difficulty. Yep. So you were talking about the Seahawks running game and then the phone cut out. Yeah. Let me know when you're ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. So so the Seahawks running game led by both uh, Penny and Carson. Penny had a great game uh, against the Vikings. And that's not to say you take anything away from Carson because he had a great game too. Um, Seattle is firing on all cylinders. They are the hottest team in the NFC. They've won five in a row. And I know the Rams, what they had to do against Arizona, they basically played a really close to flawless football game that you could play 
where Goff was hitting all his targets. Cooper Cup finally, you know, was getting back on the board. And it was so nice to see Robert Woods with over 10 or more catches, 172 yards receiving. Uh, I thought that was huge for the Rams. And he had be involved, and, and everything was clicking on all cylinders. And they get the Seahawks at home. And I, I know revenge is on the mind. I just think that Seattle is playing better football. Um, I don't think the Rams' offensive line rules are solved by any means. That doesn't mean I think Clowney is just going to tear through that offensive line because Clowney plays more against the run. And so I think he's going to be meeting and greeting Todd Gurley quite a bit without Brown substituting him every now and then. I do like this going a little bit of a high-scoring game, but I do like the Seahawks 31-23. Ooh, close game. I told you he was going to pick Seahawks. I said that when I was trying to call you back. He sounded like you were going to pick Seattle. Understandably so. Um, you know, Seattle's not a garbage football team, but again, they're not a team that scares me. Um, the Niners still kind of worry me a lot because they know how to play this game. Um, you know, and they're playing a game that no one else can play against because no one has run-stuffing linebackers, run-stuffing D linemen with pass-rushing defensive ends and corners that can come up and play the run. So the Niners are built for success, and they scare the bejesus out of me. But everybody else, I'm like, ain't worried. Um, if we match up and we play our game, I think we can win. Um, Nate Burleson said something that I agree with, that the Rams have been here before. The Seahawks have been here before. So the moment's not going to be too big for the Rams. And it's going to be a matter of who needs it more. And there's no question the Rams need it more than Seattle. Why can I say that with confidence? Seattle still has to play San Fran one more time. The Rams, they can't lose any more games. They just can't. So it's going to be interesting to see not just the revenge on the mind, but if they bring it. I won't be surprised if your prediction comes true. I really won't. But I'll be disappointed because I would be wrong for the first time in five tries. But I think the Rams are going to win this game. I think it's going to be a 10-point victory, but it's going to be closer than the score indicates. And even still, 10 points isn't a big, isn't a blowout by any stretch. Okay, you want to touch on something with the Monday night game? Yeah, I got uh, two segments that I want to do really quick. It's actually going to fly by. The Monday night game, yes, I want to touch on this. Giants at Eagles. Any clue why I want to pick this game or why I want to touch on this game? None. Okay, okay. I want our our viewers, uh, our listeners, I should say, should get a kick out of this. So the uh, Giants... Eagles all time record against each other is 86, 86, and two. Anthony, who wins? To tie. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm going to have to say Philly. I'm, I'm going to have to say Philly. He's going to have to say Philly, even though they just got beat by the Dolphins. <laughs> okay. Daniel Jones is out for this game. He's got a spring ankle that he suffered against uh, Green Bay, which means Eli Manning is going to get the start for the Giants. His career record. Eli Manning's career record. 116 and 116. Wow. That's funny. See where I'm getting at here? Yeah. So, So who are you picking? So I'm picking the Eagles. 
taking the Eagles uh, uh, 38 to 21. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be that high scoring. Philly doesn't have an offense either that's competent. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 24 to 3. And the Eagles, and the Eagles have never led in the series. Really? Maybe, maybe I should change my pick to the Giants. All right. Well, there you have it. All right. Second quick segment that I want to do: We are going to play safer out. We're going to take a couple of baseball terms. <laughs> okay. Uh, safer out, and this goes to uh, head coaches in the NFL if they're safe or if they're out. And we've already seen two head coaching changes mid-season. Jay Gruden finally gone from the Washington Redskins, and the Carolina Panthers said goodbye to Ron Rivera. So stupid. I would think a somewhat shocking move four weeks before the end of the season, or three weeks before the end of the season. I had no doubt he was going to get let go at the end of the season. I just didn't foresee it happening during the season. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So let's start in the AFC. Uh, Adam Gase for the Jets. Safe or out? Safe. He's safe. Safe. Okay, yeah, he's he safe. lost to the, uh, let's see, who did, who did he lost? He's lost to the Dolphins. It's his first uh, year there. Give him lost to the Bengals. It's his first year there. Give him another year. Okay, I understand. Uh, Freddie Kitchens of the Browns. He may be out because he's lost his team. That's the difference. I don't think Adam Gase has lost his team. Um... I think Freddie Kinchins might have. If, I'll put it this way. He's out if Cleveland loses two more games. Okay. Um, and the next game is against the one-win Bengals with a newly uh, uh, newly restarted quarterback, Andy Dalton. Zach Taylor, safe or out? He's safe. Safe. Okay. For at least a year. Doug Marone of the, Doug Marone of the Jaguars, safe or out? Out. Yep. Uh, let's see here. Anthony Lynn of the Chargers, safer out. Ooh, I mean, the Chargers are trying to compete with the Rams with this big move coming. They may have no choice but to. Yeah, I'm going to say out because I think they need a fresh. They may need a fresh quarterback and a fresh coaching staff for that new new stadium. I'm saying he's out of there. Denver has four wins. Two of them are against the Chargers. So Vic Fangio, safer out. Uh, I don't like the idea of firing a coach after one year unless they're just abysmal like the Cardinals coach. I'm going to say safe. <laughs> okay. Uh, league leading of the AFC East, Jason Garrett, safer out. Out. But safe. Bruce. Do you want me to explain? Safe? Yeah, I want you to explain. He's out in Dallas, but he'll be safe in Washington. Oh, that's funny. Uh, so Bruce Allen of the Redskins, safe out. He's out. He's out. He's out. Okay. He's out. Uh, Pat Scherner of the Giants, safe out. I think they want to see where this uh, Danny Dimes situation goes. I'm going to say safe for at least one more year. Okay. Matt Nagy, safe out. Uh, I think he's safe. He had he's coach of the year, struggled this year. They'll give him another year. That's an interesting one. Can we go to the replay? Um, 
I tie goes to the runner. I don't know, dude. That one's a tough one because I think because Stafford got hurt, they may give him another year. Okay, fair enough. Dan Quinn of the South can chase him out. Out. I think he's out. Well, I gotta pick. I, I gotta pick somebody from the West. So if the Rams don't make the playoffs, safer out. Oh, shut up! Shut up! <laughs> no, but here's here's a question. He's gonna get Joe West up. Here's a question. Here's a question. If the Seahawks win the Super Bowl, is he out or is he safe because he retires in Pete Carroll? Carroll. I think I think Carroll. Uh, I think Carroll goes on top. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. I, think I he... mean, it, to me though, to me, really quick, it, it, it just seems like he has way too much fun. Like he has, he has a lot of fun coaching that team. He does. And he, and he, and he loves coaching Russell Wilson. So, as much as I can see him going out on top, I can see him definitely staying there for at least three to five more years. Yeah, it's kind of a tough one to call, isn't it? It is. It is. All right. Well, well the same, thing, same, 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 same thing about the Patriots. If, if the Patriots win it again, Belichick kind of, you know, stairs, you're going to go on uh, top. Uh, or, or do you think Belichick stays to break Don Shula's record? I think I think he stays to break two records, Don Shula's record and George Hallis' championship record. Yeah. George Hallis won nine titles. Yeah. So that's what I think. All right. Well, there you have it. I'm Anthony. I'm Eric. Hope you guys enjoyed our podcast, and we'll see you next time. Or talk to you next time. Horns up. Bear down. Go Rams. And go Bears beat the Cowboys. Beat the Cowgirls. Boo boys. Bye.